Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7. And when I started this podcast, I promised you I would get good guests, former players, current players, personalities. We've had Steve Atwater, the legend, the Hall of Famer. Had Melvin Gordon talking about his role and how things will change this coming season. And now in today's episode, Dalton Reisner joins me. You know him as the starting left guard for your Denver Broncos. He's also a kid who grew up in Wiggins, Colorado, played for Wiggins High School. He came to training camp when he was a kid. He's watched games from Mile High Stadium. Now he has a chance to put on that number 66 jersey every Sunday and represent the Broncos. You can imagine how meaningful that is to Dalton as he evolves into a leader here in year three of his Broncos career. It's such an inspirational story. And again, you'll see in the podcast during the interview, the thing I love about Dalton Reisner, he is authentic in every way. And we discuss his journey in football and in faith as he enters a big season in his career, he's ready to take that next step forward. So we're going to talk about all that. Dalton and I, for over 20 minutes, can explore that journey. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Hoggett Injury Law, their slogan, with us, it's personal. Speaking of personal, let me tell you about my friend Darby Hoggett. I've known Darby for more than a decade. Our sons played together in travel baseball, traveling around the country. I coached Darby's son. I consider Darby a good friend. In fact, many of his clients have become his good friends. You don't even have to pay him up front. If your case goes as planned, Darby will be the one writing checks to you. So give his team a call at 833-HOGGET. That's H-O-G-G-A-T-T. Or find out more when you visit their website at hoggetlaw.com. Now back to our program as I interview Dalton Reisner about his journey in football and in faith. Your goal this offseason, you told me, as well as you thought you might have played and Munchak told you did, you just are bent on showing people, man. You're just you're at work and I see you. You're in Texas. You're working. What what was your kind of uh, goal this offseason as you tried to take your game to that next level, Dalton? Just make sure I continue to never get complacent. Make sure I always want to get better. Always want to strive to be a better man and, you know, wake up every day and work out. And I take my time to have a, a good time and get away from the game of football as soon as the season was over and take a few trips here and there. But I'm bound and determined uh, to be the best at my position. I'm bound and determined to win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. And I, I could never live with myself if I didn't put everything into it and look back and say, man, I should have given more. So we could have won a Super Bowl. I should have given more if I wanted to be an all pro player. I should have given more if I wanted a second contract and I wanted to play longer. Uh, I just couldn't live with myself. So I make sure that no matter what happens, I'll never be able to look back and say anything like that. What was there technique things too you were looking at specifically? You're adding strength, changing weight. Was there anything? Because yeah, I know oh, of course. you're looking for something to improve. Of course, there's always that. You watch your film, you look at your body. I want to slim up. You lose some of my body fat. I love to gain weight. I just don't want it to be fat. I want to gain more muscle. Uh, I always want to be stronger. In my whole career of football, I've never wanted to be stronger, never wanted to not be stronger. I've never wanted to not have better technique. I've never wanted to not be better. 
and it sounds cliche. It sounds very vague to you, Troy, but I always want to clean up technique. I'm always watching game tape, always trying to figure out ways to be better, watching guys at my position that are, have been well-renowned and some of the best players at my position. I watch their film. How can I be more like them? Always trying to find new ways, hence why I moved to Dallas, hence why you know I'm at the facility now. All that stuff matters to me. So I'm always working on my weight, always working on my body fat, always working on my technique and my strength and making sure my mind is ready to go, making sure my body feels okay. It's a full-time job. Just because we're not playing ball right, right now doesn't mean that we aren't working. You know, we're working 24-7. Well, I saw you do that polar plunge uh, with Whitney. It looked like your body type had changed a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, I tried to slim up, trying to build some muscle. I appreciate that. I hope you thought I looked good, man. Um, but, dude, I need a little ice bath. You know, I had to. I had a hard week of working out, so I figured it'd be great to go get the the body ice, man. What a better ice bath than a frozen lake. Well, you like you said, you mentioned you were at the facility, and you. It's my understanding, you know, and you and I have communicated that players understand. While the NFLPA has had players and advising players not to work out those with workout bonuses specifically they're not telling you to stay away right and it seems like you and you've communicated with your own teammates that it feels like it's not an issue that some of you guys are in there yeah man listen I love my team they have been so supportive and so great one I know I tweeted it out but I saw such great unity by my team coming together and making a decision whether people want to be mad at that or not. I think that was really special for everyone to come together and care enough to make a decision together. And I respect their decision. It's just like everything in life. We all have different opinions. We all have different ways we go about things. No one's ever going to be happy with the decision you make. No one. You know, just because I'm in the facility doesn't mean that I've caught in heat from people saying you should you should have straight away from your teammates. You shouldn't. No one's ever going to be happy with what, what decision people make in life. So one, I respect the heck out of my teammates' decision because I know how hard it is to make decisions. And I, I support them every step of the way. Why? Because when I voiced what my decision would be, I was supported 100%. No one has tried to sway me and tell me what I can and can't do. I'm a grown man. I can make my decisions. I have my reasons for, for wanting to be in the facility. And they have their reasons for, for not wanting to be in the facility. And we both respect each other. That's all you can ask. Um, and I think that's so special. I respect them. They respect me. They're my team, man. And one thing that was important is that I was straightforward from the get-go about where I stood and what I wanted to do. And that was the right way to do it. Because, you know, you don't want to be the guy that says you're going to do one thing and then you do the other. And you're trying to get attention from other people. Like, I'm not about that. You know, I, I, I tried to stay quiet about it. I don't know. I, someone, my name got out there. Someone found out that. Um, I was going to the facility, so I started getting calls from guys, and um, they already knew. So I was like, yeah, you know, I stayed quiet, but this is my decision. So it's kind of a, a tough deal. You never like to see this. You never like to be put in a position like this where you have to make decisions and have to, you know, do things opposite than your teammates. But we're all grown men. We all can make our decisions and do it for the right reasons. Uh, all that we should ask out of each other is that we respect what each other, uh, each other decide to do. Well, it, it sounds like, too, there was 100% or near that for virtual meetings. You, you've told me all along, I've talked to Malik Reed. I've talked to probably five, six different Broncos. The optimism seems high regarding this team, Dalton. And, you know, as you go into this season, it feels like a crossroads in some ways for some guys. Do you sense that amongst this group uh, as you enter your third season in the league? Say that one more time, Troy. Yeah, you sense that there's optimism with this group. You know, when I've talked to players, there just seems to be – we all work so hard that there's this feeling that something good's going to come out of this. We have too many yeah. high character guys who work their butt off for something not good to come out of this. Yeah. You know, truth is it's a professional sport. So I would tell you, 
we work way too dang hard for something positive not to happen, but everyone works hard. Everyone in the NFL works hard. Every single team is going to work. It's not special that we work out every day. It's not special that we're showing up to virtual meetings. I hate to tell you that. That's expected out of a Super Bowl team. That should be expected out of a playoff team. We, it shouldn't be a good thing that most of us were at virtual meetings. It shouldn't be a good thing that we're going to workouts and working out every day. No, that's expected. That's what Super Bowl teams do. You go back and look at the teams that have won Super Bowls to the Broncos, and I guarantee you, you know, they were making sure they do everything that, that that's asked of them. So um, they're very proud of my team for everyone being on virtual meetings today. But at the same time, I think that's expected, man. Everyone works hard in this profession. It's a professional sport. The best of the best of the whole world um, are playing in this league. So we should be expected to do that. Um, but it's a great sign to see that we are doing that. I hope that we continue to be that well in virtual um, meetings. And I hope that as we approach, you know, May 17th or whenever phase two starts, that uh, we all continue to make sure we show up and do everything that we can as well. It doesn't, it seems like it's been forever ago and not that long ago that I was talking to you when you got drafted by the Broncos. When you look back on that now, what is your favorite memory of getting drafted uh, by Denver? Man, so many memories, Troy. I'm so blessed and thankful, and uh, I want so much more. I know it's human nature. I want so much more out of my career. I want so much more out of being a Denver Bronco, and I'm also very thankful for what it's brought to me these last two years and how fortunate I am. Uh, at the same time, you know, the memories go on and on. I'd say, you know, the first time I ever walked into that stadium, I actually don't think it was for a game. I think it was for a, a scrimmage before uh, my first rookie season. And first time I'd ever walked out of that tunnel. It was the first time in my whole life I'd ever even touched that field. I'd always wanted to know what that field felt like. Uh, I'd watched from the stands for far too long. I've dreamt, I dreamt up in those stands for a long time. And I got to walk on the field and be the man. And for people to wear my jersey and cheer for me and yell my name, uh, that was surreal. And that's probably a moment that I'll never forget. Yeah. I mean, when you have a sweatshirt that says raised orange blue, I think people sometimes forget you were, I mean, you literally grew up a Bronco fan coming to training camp, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been to training camp. I watched Peyton Manning. I watched Tom Malin, number 66 way back in the day, man. I, I saw all the guys. I was a huge Bronco fan. My family's been Bronco fans. My mom used to make up the best Sunday you know, appetizers for the Bronco games. I remember I'd, 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 you know, stay up late watching Sunday night football. And if they lost, I was always bummed going to school the next day. And if they won, I was always in a really good mood and looking forward to the next game. And now I get to play a role in that. How cool is that? And, you know, there's a lot of kids in Colorado that are doing the same thing right now. Big Bronco fans staying up late to watch us. And um, that's what drives me more and more each day, man, as I'm literally living out um, a huge dream of mine, man. And I'm, I'm so dang thankful for that. One thing I love about you is the person you are off the field, you make a transformation in a game and you play nasty and you play physical. Did, is, that, is that natural for you at this point? And when I watched your tape at Kansas State, I certainly saw that. But is that just like that is just price of doing business as an offensive lineman? Like it's I'm not saying you're in character, but you play in a way that's physical and it's old school. Yeah, man. I, first, I appreciate that. Second, I'd say just it's a, something called a switch that ever since I was young, my father taught me and you can be the nicest guy off the field and, and give back and be a, a Christian and be, you know, a, a sensitive guy with your fiance and your wife and your kids and be a big softy, but you know, grown men play football. And when you go, especially grown men play offensive line, a position that is an absolute 
dogfight. It is a war every single rep. And if you're soft and if you're nice, you're going to get your butt kicked up and down the field. And I think it's a mix of things. I think one, I flip that switch. I let everything go. The, the football field is a safe haven for a lot of us football players. When we get a step foot on that football field, we get to forget about anything we're supposed to do. We get to forget about any bad thing going on in our life. All of that. We get to let go of all of it. And for, you know, four quarters, we just go out there and play football and do what we love to do. And man, that's what I do. I just flip the switch. I let go of everything. I go out there and play ball. And what drives me to be more nasty, what drives me to be more mean is I don't want to be embarrassed. I got way too many people looking up to me. I got way too much pride. I'm a very prideful person and I don't want to be embarrassed. And if you embarrass me, it's going to tick me off and you're going to see me get nasty. And hopefully I get nasty before I even get embarrassed. But uh, it, like I said, I think the offensive line's a dogfight, man. And if you're not a mean and nasty player and you don't have a switch, you're going you're gonna to be embarrassed. So I guess I just make sure I switch, you know, switch that flip on you know, and say, hey, you know, it's time to get nasty because if I don't, I want to make sure I'm doing the embarrassing first. I want to make sure I'm embarrassing a guy first before he embarrasses me. Yeah, I mean, I see that how you're evolving as a leader too. Uh, your personality, how you're able to find those lanes and still be you. Because the other thing I love about you, Dalton, is you're authentic. Like you, you've told me you're unapologetically Dalton Reisner. And that mm -hmm. leads me to a question about your faith and how your faith plays a role in guiding your life as much as you love football and live it, breathe it, eat it. You seems like you're, you're learning to find that balance, even in a professional setting between faith and football. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I really appreciate it. I think the easiest way to go about life is be authentic. And, you know, you get into so much trouble when you try to be someone you're not. And I realized that, you know, things can be said about me, Troy, on every level. Dalton Reisner, you're an offensive lineman. Why are you on social media? Why are you doing all these things? Why do you talk to the media? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Because that's me. That's who I am. That's what I choose to do. And I don't judge you for being a quiet offensive lineman. I know that's the stigma. Offensive linemen are supposed to be quiet and just go to work. Well, how about this? I'm going to go to work, and then I'm going to do an interview with Troy Rank right after I go to work. That's what I'm going to do. And I just, I just feel like I just, I'm always trying to be authentic and be myself. And I realize that no matter what I do, there's always going to be people that have a problem with it, whether it's community work, whatever it may be. They could say I'm not doing enough stuff with football. And there's always there's always something going on, man. So I think the, the greatest thing for me to do is to always be authentic. And if people accept me, they accept me. And at least at the end of the day, I can say, man, at least I was at least I was me. At least I'm not sitting back saying, dang, I was fake. Like I undermined that friend or I, I was fake and I made people think I was someone I'm not. I'll never have to deal with that, which is nice. Um, and you talk about faith, man. And as I grow up, I think faith just continues to ground me. Everyone in life needs a ground. Everyone needs to feel grounded in some way. If I put all my identity in football and football ended, I'd be nothing. Dalton Reisner, the football player, he's done. I'm nothing. Who am I? Well, what I try to do is stay grounded in my faith, and that pushes me to be good to other people. Being grounded in my faith pushes me to do things outside of football because that's what's important. If football were to end for me, I still can do good in people's lives. I can still be Dalton Reiser, the person in the community that I am now. I might not have as big of a spotlight. Of course, football helps with that 100%. At the same time, I still felt, feel like I was somebody because I'm grounded in my faith. I feel like Dalton Reiser is someone other than a football player. I feel like Dalton Reisner, the disciple, Dalton Reisner, you know, you know, the, I'm, this, the son of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, one of the sons of our father, you know, Jesus Christ. And I think that's just what's so important. That's what's helped me so much, Troy, as I've grown up is just remembering that 
I'm not Dalton Reiser, the football player. You know, I'm, I'm a disciple of the Lord. That's why I'm down here. I'm down here on earth to sh share the word of God and to be a good person and to make impacts and to, to love others as Christ loves me. That's why I'm down here. And that's just, it guides me every day in life. It guides me in my relationships. It guides me in my everyday decisions. Uh, it's just so awesome. Uh, I tell you what, man, sometimes I'm, I'm just smiling when I'm in my truck alone and I'm just talking to Jesus. And, you know, it was pretty funny, dude. The other day I was coming home. I don't know where I was coming home from. I think it was the airport. And I, Jesus had answered one of my prayers. And I was just driving home smiling and I was just talking to him. I love to just talk to him. And for some reason, I felt like he was just sitting in the seat next to me. So I put my hand over and I just I felt like I just gave Jesus nuts. And some people might think some people might think that that's corny, but it was such a cool moment for me. Like everyone has a different walk with God. And I just felt like Jesus was in the truck with me. So I just put over my hand and I gave him nuts and just envisioned Jesus giving me nuts, man. It was pretty cool. So I'll quit talking. I could go on about it for hours, but it definitely is a. Uh, a very grounding and humbling feeling, um, you know, having identity outside of football and putting my identity in Christ. Well, and, and because of that, that kindness comes through in everything you do. And we see it reflected in your actions through Special Olympics, through charity, you raise money for the girl who was paralyzed uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that just is a manifestation of who you are, right, Dalton? I mean, it's just, I guess, when you're trying to bring glory to something bigger than yourself, you just find these avenues for yourself yes. to express yourself correctly, right? And that's what people ask all the time is when you believe in God, are these rules that you have to do community service and do all these things? And my answer would be no. My answer is when you find the Lord and you find your passion for the Lord and for glorifying him, those those visions come to you. Those things come to you because you're trying to be a good person and you're you're making sure that you're good to other people and you're being kind and you're doing things that Jesus does. And you're reading the Bible and and remembering how he acted and trying to be that way to other people. And those things just happen. You know, my my whole who Dalton Reisner is has expanded ever since I got to know Jesus Christ, started feeling like I knew who I was and my purpose down here on earth and how I wanted to treat other people. And then before you know it, you're a kind person to others and you're great in the community and people love being around you because you're a good person. And I think that's why we all try to find Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus wants us to find him is because he wants the the best to come out of us. And that's not to say that you're going to be a perfect person when you follow the Lord, because I have so many things that I have to be better at, whether it's not judging people, whether whatever you could go on for so many different things. We sin every day. You know, I sin today. I'll sin tomorrow. I'll sin the next day. We all, we all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. But the cool part is, is that we get to at least try. We get to try to try to compare the glory that Jesus Christ has, um, knowing that we'll always fall short, but that's the, that's the cool part about it. Well, and you, like some of the players I've known, you've got reminders on your body with scripture. Did that, yep. did that start in college? I believe, cause you, you told me your discovery of faith, really, you became grounded in college, but does that just, that manifest, you felt like it just, it made sense for you to have that as, as a reminder or what are the tattoos serve in your mind? Uh, the, the scripture that you have on your body. Yeah, man. Well, I'm a huge believer and everyone has their own unique relationship with Jesus. I don't think you have to go to church to get into heaven. I don't think you have to do much to get into heaven other than believe that there's this guy named Jesus Christ. And that guy died on the cross for your sins. Um, that, and he has a father named God. 
And I think that's about it. That's really all you have to do to get in heaven is truly have faith and believe in that. Now, that doesn't give you the excuse to be a bad person and do all that. I'm just saying that, you know, you'll meet some people that say you should never tattoo your body and Jesus frowns upon that. Well, Jesus frowns about, upon every sin and sin is equal in God's mind. And to me, why I mentioned a unique relationship with God is because I have a very good, strong relationship with Jesus Christ. And the cool part about it, Troy, is no one else can have that relationship. If I wanted your relationship with Jesus, I couldn't have it. That's what makes it so special is we all have a best friend in Jesus Christ. And I wouldn't cover my body in tattoos if I felt like my friend, Jesus Christ, didn't like it. I've had so many people ask me what was on my arms and what the verses meant. So many different people. You know how many people I, I get to play in front of millions of people. What a better way than to cover myself in the Bible so that when people watch me, they just see my Bible verses. When people see me in public, they see my Bible verses. And, you know, it doesn't always take a conversation. Sometimes I'll, I'll strike up a conversation and be able to talk to Jesus about uh, talk to them about Jesus and talk, you know, about what the verses mean. But sometimes people might just see them. They might go home on their drive home, say Psalms 37, five, I need to look that up. And then before they know it, they love the verse and they're looking at verses every day. And before you know it, they're growing stronger in their faith. I, I pray that I've had a much bigger impact than I can even realize by having these on my arms. And what's also crazy cool about it is I get to look down and every single day, you know, without fail, no matter what I do, I'm always going to see a Bible verse. I get to read a verse every day. Some days it might be the same verse over and over, but I get to be reminded by God's grace every single day. I get to be reminded about the person I'm striving to be, about the Christian I want to be just by the writing on my arms. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I get to look down at my arms and, and remember why I got these tattoos and what they stand for on my body. Um, and that, that's what makes it so special. Yeah, you have such a unique way of expressing it well. And to make it kind of, I think so every person could kind of understand it. And you, you present it in a way that's it's just easier for, I think, for certain people, myself included, to grasp it in a way if you didn't grow up going to church every day and you didn't grow up reading mm -hmm. the Bible every day. Well, I'll leave you with this, Donald, you know, because people love watching you play football, man. And they've, some of it began when you were at Wiggins, but now with the Browns. What is it you love about football? What is it about the football that you just, some you latched onto that leads you to wear that Broncos jersey with such pride and you take it so personally uh, that you, you know, you feel like you represent Broncos country that way every Sunday. I'd say three things, man. One, I'd say being able to make the people in my life proud of me. Uh, I'm, I'm someone that cares a lot about making people proud. I'm someone that cares a lot about what other people think um, because I try so hard uh, to make other people's proud, other people proud. And me playing the game of football, I get to make people that know me proud. They're proud to know me, Dalton Reisner from Wiggins, Colorado, and that makes me so dang proud. So it makes me feel so special to make people in my life proud of me by a sport that I play. Um, that's so special to me. Two, I'd say there's no greater feeling than moving a man from point A to point B against his will. And that's one of the greatest quotes that I'd love to latch on to. My offensive line coach told me it in college. And it truly is real. Football is not fun all the time. It's not fun when you're getting your ass kicked. It's not fun when you're nervous. But, you know, it is really fun when you take another grown man, you know, from point A to point B, and he doesn't want you to take him there. But you take him there either anyway. That is a really, uh, really cool feeling. And three, for the man that I'm trying to be in life, this game of football gives me a platform that is unbelievable. 
it gives me a platform that 1% of the people in the world get the opportunity to have. And that is what's so awesome. It gets to put me up on a pedal stool and I get to preach about Jesus and I get to talk about how to be a good person and hopefully be a role model to other people. What a great way to do that. If I wasn't in the NFL, I would just wish that I could have the platform of the NFL to get my message across. So every day I feel so grateful and blessed that I have this platform to talk about my opinions and talk about my journey and talk about Jesus Christ and talk about things that are important to me and hopefully impact other people's lives. I'm really fortunate to have this platform and football provides that. So those three things would definitely be um, the most important things of why I love the game of football, man. Well, you can see it in everything you do every day. And the fact that kindness is your guiding principle, I just love, I love everything about that. Dalton, I appreciate uh, you joining me today uh i could talk with hours for you i literally i feel like i could just it wouldn't be a zoom it'd be more like a novel <laughs> i would just sit <laughs> ask you a question and then uh, listen to you answer it so thank you so much for your time my man of course man well if you ever need anything i'm here man anytime you need thank you for joining me on the believe in broncos podcast again i'm your host troy rank i really appreciate the support these first weeks as we start this podcast it has been overwhelming how much you guys have downloaded and subscribed so i appreciate it And again, this podcast is for you, and happiness begins with me. So go out there and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.